Welcome to Super Cool Party People, a Gilmore Girls podcast where three friends obsessed with Gilmore Girls and each other come together to overanalyze, share personal favorites, and hardcore giggle about the impact the girls and their wacky cast of Stars Hollow Misfits has had on them, all the while keeping them accountable to actually talking to each other on a regular basis. All right. We made it. We are almost rolling, pals. Two thirds have made it. Let's see if the last one comes in. <laughs> Why does it always do this? Okay, you know what, guys? Let's try this again. Uh, for, oh, well. for the four to six listeners out there, poor Riley Grace having those tech issues. Ta-da. Hello. <gasps> Uh, Yay! Oh my gosh, are these my friends? That was fast. We did that fast, friends. That was cheaty. Snappy. I would like to dedicate this episode of the podcast to Leah for <laughs> solving all of my technological problems okay. in 3.2 milliseconds. It was really incredible. Wow. Okay. So for listeners back home, it always takes me like a few times to send the link to Riley Grace and Leah for it all to work. And we are on Zoom to visually see each other, but I had my Zoom muted and silenced so that it wouldn't record on both um, devices. And I saw Leah and Riley like animatedly talking to each other, and I was like, I think Leah has solved Riley's problem, but I don't know. As is so often the case. (laughs) (laughs) We all depend on our problems. It's true. It's factual. (laughs) Leah's like, I wish everyone uh, at home, why is that my tendency to say? I wish everyone at home or wherever they're listening to our podcast in any of those four to six places, um, I wish they could see Leah's face when we say things like that to her because it's very entertaining. Okay. Well, hi, friends. How are you doing on this Thursday Eve? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have had a pretty fun week. Um, I had or made the very last minute, somewhat spontaneous decision to go visit my sister who lives in Orlando. Um, And it was a lot of fun. I don't do spontaneous things very often. (laughs) Um, And so Emma, my sister, was very proud of me. Um, and it was very fun. So, um, we did a couple days in Disney. We did literally the maximum amount that we could do within 48 hours. That's impressive. (laughs) So it was a great time. That's very fun. I also want to say when you said that you don't do spontaneous things very often, I thought of something that I think is from the movie Happy Feet. Has any okay? If neither of you I've have seen, seen Happy Feet, okay, seen, it's just <laughs> been a long time. Two thirds of the podcast <laughs> seen Happy Feet. I'm pretty sure uh, there's an acting teacher penguin in Happy Feet who says to her students to be spontaneous. And <laughs> I think I think of that a lot. So you know, you were practicing being more spontaneous. I was. <laughs> Yes. Matilda say when she bought her flight the night before. It, it, it was the night before you left. It was. Wow. Oh. So yep. she, she 
feels so like Mr. King. And I was like, that's very true. I know. (laughs) Well, Mr. King was a saint and gave me a ride to the airport and picked me up from the airport so that I didn't have to park my car at the airport and pay for parking. And that was lovely. Um, And so I got to dispense all of the trip. It was so happy things. Um, But (laughs) yes, it's a good time. Oh yeah. my gosh. How are y'all? Yeah, how are you, Mr. King? I'm good. I, I guess this is the first pod since I started teaching, I think, right? <gasps> oh my I gosh. I think you're right. Yeah, I've taught four times now. So because of recording later than we normally do in the week. Because, you know, <laughs> we're the weekly podcast. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot um, to take in because when you like start a new school and I have different classes and it's different school culture and whatnot, but um, I feel like I've worked really hard. I'm doing well. Um, who's to say if I'm actually doing well, but it's been, it's been good. Aww. I have a light schedule this semester, so I feel like I can breathe a little bit before my schedule gets a lot harder next semester. <laughs> but <laughs> it's been great. And I've had some, I've had a lot of fun living in Nashville with my friends. Um, my friends, I live with it's one of my friends from high school best friends from high school and his wife and I like rent out part of the house um they are in a community theater production of Mamma Mia which is just like the most fun production to be a part of and they are both like kind of main roles uh the wife is oh <laughs> one of the two friends of the main this is not this I'm not saying this very well at all you know, <laughs> little girl's not the right way of saying it. The daughter has those the two. The daughter. Kids. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the <main little> girl. <laughs> um, she's like the bub- one of the bubbly fun friends. And then the husband is actually Sky, the one that marries. Um, not Donna. What is the what is the daughter? daughter. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, Meryl. Amanda Seyfried? So. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. That's the one. <laughs> Immediate, right? It's like, oh, you mean this I do not remember her, um, her IMDb character's name, though. I can't. You I mean, mean, but they, they, I saw, I went to, I got to go see last night. Last night was <gasps> ended tonight. Tonight's dress rehearsal. And then tomorrow is like their first show. But I'm going out of town this weekend to go visit my niece for her birthday. So I went last night because I knew we were recording tonight. And it was so fun. That's so sweet. That sounds lovely. Oh, I was just going to ask. Apparently, I have unrelated film questions for everyone's life updates and small anecdotes. Love it. Um, This one's not about happy feet. (laughs) (laughs) What if you're like... Interestingly enough, also a happy feet question. Like, <laughs> so Meryl Streep. No, <laughs> but do you guys? <laughs> she would pe- make such a good penguin. But um, <laughs> hold on, that's the name of this episode. We don't have to talk about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Just episode eleven: colon Meryl Streep <laughs> would make such a good penguin. <laughs> Um, so the real question I did actually have to ask you today was, um, do you guys do the thing where you watch a movie with famous people in it and you never refer to the characters by their names, you refer to them by the famous people? 
all the all the time. Uh, yeah. It depends, I think, on the, who the person is. If it's I would a, say some of the time. If they're such an iconic, famous person, then yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for like. I don't know. As a, I'm really not a, like a pop culture buff by any means. So like, if I know one person, literally like, co-hosts a Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> but okay, go on. Uh, the only pop culture I know is like Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> And, like, Serena Williams, who's my idol. Anyways, um, like, I will never, I don't remember, except for right now, of course I remember, but, like, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, oh, yeah, when Jennifer Lawrence, like, goes into the arena and kills all those people. They're like, uh, what? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, she plays whatever. And then I, I Katniss Everdeen, I come up with today, of course. But I'm like, yeah, you know, Jennifer, she's, like, vicious, you know. Anyways. <laughs> That's a good example, right? I love it. I think I typed out Meryl Stewie. S T O E E P. Yeah, I really appreciate the clarification because the way you said it, I thought you meant Meryl Sweep. <laughs> there was an accident, but Mel Stewie could work. episodes in a while because I don't want to do this. You know, it it might be it might be a miraculous if we get to three, but um another unrelated question, because I think I'm steering the boat today. Um Mm -hmm. I'm like legitimately lightheaded. I just laughed so hard about male sweep. (laughs) Um Oh no, we're trapped. We can never get out. We're trapped in a male sweep whirlpool. I just checked the stats on a podcast. Oh we no. We have any listens on the last episode. I think it's all just us. I think if anybody, like, okay. <laughs> what what are the odds that someone accidentally happens upon this podcast first of all um given all of our extensive advertising very high um, but like can you imagine accidentally finding this oh my God. not knowing who any of i would give up really quick <laughs> you know if someone found it they listened to the first two minutes of episode one and like yeah this isn't worth it <laughs> they're like you know what I'm really okay. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> Thanks, anyway. These people, they have no coherent thoughts. Like, ever. Um, just on this podcast, but ever. <laughs> that's, 
pretty much that's pretty much accurate. Well, I'll speak for two thirds of us. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> we want um, one to four listeners to know that Leah is very competent. <laughs> she has coherent thoughts on okay. a regular basis. Look at y'all, Mister PhD and Miss Masters program. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, but we don't. We 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 can we can act dumb. <laughs> I just almost lost my life because of Wendy's peach iced tea. <laughs> what? Um, no, but I can relate to what just happened to you. One time, this was this was a long time ago because all four, like me and my three sisters, were all still living in the same house. So this was a while ago. But we were sitting down to dinner once, and I took a sip of sweet tea, and somebody said something funny. And I was about to spit it out, and Sarah, my oldest sister, was right across from me. And I was like, I'm not about to spit this in Sarah's face. And so my instinct was to, like, <laughs> take my head up, like, so that I wouldn't yeah. spit it out. But then I almost choked on it because it was, like, going down my throat. And I was like, what is this? It was, yeah, not my brightest moment. We'll say that. There oh, man. That's, well... We've been on such a journey, can I just say. Um, yeah. I did have a question about Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, no! We're oh, trapped! What? Leah! No, it's okay, I got it. Oh, my gosh. Was this is the what question people say about Meryl Streep or Meryl Streep? <laughs> it's funny when you say it out loud. <laughs> it's very much better to say Meryl Streep than to weed it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the question? What's the question? Okay, my question is about what's your favorite Meryl Streep role ever? Oh. Because mine, I know mine, so I can go first. Yeah. I you. think I know yours. You think you know mine? Can I guess? What do you think mine is? My guess was going to be, which I feel like at some point you recommended this movie to me and I still have never watched it, although it has been on my list on Netflix. Is it the um, Julie Julia or is it yes. Julia Julie? It's Julie and Julia, which okay. also, um, oh, this is fun. We get to do the thing where I can't remember a celebrity's name. Um, yeah, we're doing good tonight. I'm <laughs> coming in at 14 minutes. It's a podcast <laughs> about Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here's a proposition uh, for the members of the board. Let's change the name of our podcast to Super Cool Pony People. <laughs> and we only talk about Mel LOL. Okay, here's my suggestion for the pod. We um, leave in the notes of each episode which minute of the episode we actually start talking about Gilmore oh. Girls in case anyone just wants to skip right ahead. Oh, <laughs> point. That yeah. would be oh. a public service. I think that would, like... Legitimately decrease the amount of evil in the world. <laughs> Someone's coherent. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Favorite male was sweep. Go. Um, you have- because I've only seen her in I think three things. 
Julie and Julia, which I love Julie and Julia. Me too. Uh, Stanley thing- Tucci. Oh, they love, love Stanley Beautiful. Tucci. I saw Mamma Mia. Here we go again. My mind. I can't remember what the other one is, but I I think I like Julie and Julia the best. I think mine would be Mamma Mia. I haven't seen her in a lot either, but I love. Oh, that she's movie. a giver. I never saw that, but I want to. Maybe I'll watch. She's really, giver. Oh, have you guys seen The Devil Wears Prada? No. No, I actually haven't seen it like all the way through. I've okay. always parts of it. Definitely. <laughs> love the specificity. I've always watched parts of it on ABC Family. I recently watched it on an airplane. I don't know why I specified that. Um, 15 minutes and 51 seconds but (laughs) um, (laughs) this is what happens when I'm in charge of the the talking directions Mm, really (laughs) peak coherence today Um, yeah it was just like such a time capsule of like the early aughts of the early 2000s and Anne Hathaway in that movie refers to herself as not skinny and I was like, man, the times have changed. Wow. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, on what universe? She says to beautiful, yeah. she says to Emily Blunt, she's like, listen, I'm, so I know I'm not skinny, like the fashion girls. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, this is really a cultural artifact because that would not fly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-uh. it's also just like categorically false. Right. But, it just would not – I was like, whoa. That's like the first time I watched Miss Congeniality. I had never seen it in its original, like, time context. Whoa. I was like, man, this is a time capsule of a very yeah. particular cultural moment. That's, That's pretty true. Yeah. yeah. But – so uh, welcome to Super Cool Party People. Um, it is Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> you might not believe it, uh, given the past – almost 20 minutes of your life uh, <laughs> as one of our four to six loyal listeners. Um, today we're talking about a very ooh, messy episode of Gilmore Girls. And that is season one, episode 11, Paris is Burning. Mm. Uh, do we have some opening thoughts about this episode? And we can absolutely talk about what's the technical term for the part that goes before the theme song? The cold open? The cold, the cold open. open. Yeah. Oh. Which is funny. My very first note says, in my very biased opinion, one of the best cold openings. Mm. I think it's, I, whenever I always have it on loop in my notes, when this one pops up, I'm like, oh, I actually need to watch. Like, it's always in the background. I'm always like, wait, this one's good. It's so, like, witty. It's a classic Gilmore witty, but, like, mm-hmm. witty, but, like, so fun. And it, like, kind of segues into the scene with the puppies i was like mm, that was a stretch there but like so fun you know so mm-hmm. so like the, my first like three i only took like seven notes this time i think because i was like distracted i was making the birthday gift for one of the people i live with um but my first three notes are all about the cold opening i'm like well there, i have nothing to say this episode <laughs> but <laughs> the openings and then i have notes about the dogs but go ahead <laughs> and my dog notes aren't important. <laughs> I mean, I feel like dog notes are important. I mean, if we've proved anything this episode, we've proved that anything is important if dog- you spend enough time talking about it. That's well, I'll go right. Well, I thought that the um, 
I thought it was just super funny when they had that very specific list of things the dog hates. And she's like, hey, look, we found the doggy version of you. I was like, that's so accurate. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I made a note about that um, line as well. Or like, yeah, her listing all of those things. She says, Buttercup is a special dog. Like, <laughs> the tag. And then she started saying like all of the things that Buttercup is scared of, like will not respond well to <laughs> Blonde females for net males. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really funny because when Lorelai actually gets the dog several seasons later, who is named Paulanka, he's a lovely dog, but she keeps a list of things that he's afraid of on the fridge. And it's like all these random things. And uh, I thought that was such a funny connection that they like oh. see this really weird dog with all these odd fears and then the dog that Lorelai actually gets seasons later is like afraid of peas and I need to weird stuff like that the dogs even look the same I wonder if they're like of similar brand well so Buttercup doesn't look like Paulanka Mm-mm. but there was a dog next to Buttercup that because when this episode came on I'm ashamed to admit it's been so long since the last time I watched Gilmore all the way through I was like is my memory that bad? And Paul Anka is in season one. Oh. No, no. So I was like, my eyes were peeled. But yeah, there was a dog next to Buttercup that looked a lot like Paul Anka slash Win Dixie. <laughs> they have very similar yes. appearance. Yes, they do look similar. But yeah, my only note from the cold open, which I did also enjoy, the like disease alphabet thing. Interesting. I love it. Nice that it actually tied to the rest of the episode, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's funny that that's the way that they chose like of course they chose some completely quirky way to pick who is going to clean out the fridge yeah. by naming diseases for each letter of the alphabet yeah and who knows maybe every time the fridge needs to be cleaned it's a different category like maybe, maybe this time it was diseases Yeah, but another time it could be well states would be tricky <laughs> dog breeds there you go that would be afghan great. hound Bulldog. Um, <laughs> came out so quickly. <laughs> I could go on really stuck long on time. See them. Kane Corso, Doberman Pinscher. Why? Why is this happening? To English me? Shepherd. Why is this happening to you? Is that what you said? <laughs> Why is this? I can't think of any dog breeds. Um, I just almost made up one because I was trying to think of one for F, and I was like Frisson Bizet. There we go. I literally made up one that doesn't exist because it's Bichon Frise. And I was like, Frichon Bise, that's a dog. <laughs> French Bulldog. Okay, this has to stop. Um, I could go on. Yeah, exactly. Frichon Bise. Um, <laughs> I should tell people when they're like, when they're like, so you study French? Why? I should just be like, Frichon Bise. <laughs> just walk away. Um, okay. I feel like I get that. I also get people to do the thing like Joey does on Friends. When, oh, okay. <laughs> when he's trying to learn French. Yeah. yeah. People will just like reenact that to me. Uh-huh. Mm. Or like my, okay, 22 minutes in. I'm gonna... <laughs> All three of us are about to keep going at that. And you're like, maybe we'll shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> um. My favorite anecdote ever, and then, you know, this is extremely related to the podcast uh, at hand. Um, when I did I tell you guys this one? I was getting my car fixed and I had to get new tires a couple months ago. 
And I was explaining the situation. I was like, yeah, I'm getting ready to move up north. And so I want to make sure I have tires. It'll be good for like all kinds of weather. And I think I need to replace all of them. And so then the, the guy at the tire shop was like, why are you moving up north? And I said, oh, for graduate school. And he said, what are you going to study? And I said, French. And he said, oh, they have really good toast. <laughs> oh, my. And that, that was like my favorite thing that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> because like usually like sometimes people will just be like, uh, oh, okay. But the fact that he genuinely really wanted to make a connection and that the only one he could think of was French toast is my favorite. Aww. I love it That's so hilarious. much. That is pretty yes. sweet. So extremely related to our Gilmore Girls podcast. Hello, 24 Minutes. You're looking fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a thought. If anybody listened to this podcast, like while they're going on a walk or working out or something, because, you know, our four to six listeners are très sportif, then we would like be encouraging them when we always complain about being so off topic. And we're like, oh, my gosh, 48 minutes into the podcast. What's the Gilmore? Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're just like reminding them of how far they've come. Wow. Hey, we're proud of you, listeners. Some 24 minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. And going. you just keep them going. <laughs> <laughs> Me listening to this tomorrow as I do the dishes. <laughs> the only person listening. <laughs> oh, it's true. Okay. So, <laughs> great cold open, fun connections to the episode. Also like that the fact that Lorelai can't be responsible for pets really segues into her emotional unavailability when it comes to committed relationships. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Okay, Skippy? Skippy? Skippy, the hamster. Sorry. I just had to mention his name. (laughs) Don't forget his name. (laughs) Skippy. (laughs) The whole Skippy story. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, yes, the, the whole Skippy story. I was just like, why would you stuff a bunch of Kleenex in there and then run away? Like, what does the Kleenex do? So I've always been confused by that. But I just love the way that Rory tells it. Like, if I could quote the whole thing right now, I would. But when she's like, and then it was just a big box of tissues that moves a little and it, it smells up. really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> did it? Leah, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, we don't. Hell, yo. <laughs> Thank you. How could I ever forget? <laughs> Everywhere I go in my adult life, I think about this all the time, and there's never anyone who knows what I'm talking about because I, I don't bring it up, but I just hold it inside of me, and it's been inside of me for so long, and I can only <laughs> let it out in such few specific circumstances. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> different um like plays plays that they wrote i think 
about certain characters in African-American history. It was really awesome. Um, and yeah, they were really good, but there were always these like specific lines. Like there were some that they would bring back after several years. And when you go to a school for 13 years of your life, you get to see these plays more than once. And so, man, there are certain lines that just stick with you, such as tell your. <laughs> but who will really hear? They- who will listen? <laughs> they will hear. They will listen. Okay, thanks to Sojourner Truth, the co-sponsor of today's podcast. The co-sponsor. Actually, I should not invoke Sojourner Truth right now. She would probably want nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, she's like, "Mm mm-mm. She's got way more important things to be doing. But, okay. So, you know, we are 30 minutes into this podcast episode, about three minutes into the Gilmore Girls episode. Mm -hmm. I would just like to say I have a note about the intro that I hadn't really noted until this watch through specifically, um, despite however many times I've seen the theme for Gilmore Girls. But I just really like that it says special appearance by Ed Herman. Yeah. And I agree. Every appearance of Ed Herman is a special one. Oh, that's... We miss you, friend. Is he even in this episode, though? Nope. He's not. He still gets that special appearance credit. As it should be. I bet he's he's equity. I bet he's in the union and they pay him the big bucks. Mm. Well, actually, on the rival podcast I listened to, they actually addressed that one time. They were like, oh, and by rival, I mean way better than ours. (laughs) (laughs) Way worse than ours. Um, But they, like, did the research and they said that they, like, wanted Ed Herman and he was so, like, up in the, like, the business. They're like, he doesn't have to audition. He just has to read for the part. And so pay a lot of money for him to come and read. And he read it and he loved it so much. He's like, actually, I feel like I should audition for this role because he wanted to be like, he wanted wanted to earn the part because he like wanted it that badly. And I was like, and so that's why, because he like didn't have to officially audition, they weren't sure if he like was like a main character. So that's why he was a special appearance by, and then like just kept it that way. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I realized in this episode that there's no um, Richard at at either of the Friday night dinners that we see. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he kind of just doesn't show up sometimes. And it's just assumed that he's like in Prague or something. doing, You know, (laughs) in Prague. (laughs) I said it like that. Like I've been smoking for the past three hours. (laughs) But um. Oh, I have more stories I could tell, but we are 30 minutes into this episode. Yeah. <sighs> Smoker's Coffin Prog. <laughs> I tell you. Moving right along. Okay, so here, okay, I have another logistical question about the fictional world of the Gilmore ladies. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, first scene of this episode, we have Max Medina feeding Lorelai leftovers slash random food items from his kitchen in what is a very Gilmore move where Lorelai's like, oh, you made me a nice dinner? <laughs> That's cute. I'm going to eat six pounds of saltine crackers right now. <laughs> 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 that whole that whole scene is very funny. Also hard to believe that Lorelai could be Suki's best friend and not eat nicely home prepared meals. Like, maybe it's just a boyfriend thing. I thought about that, too. I was like, surely you always have leftover nice food from the inn that Suki makes. You'll eat that every now and then. Like, but whatever. 
Um, but one thing that I did have a curiosity about, um, obviously we know that Lorelai Gilmore drinks a lot of coffee. Does she drink so much of it as to be entirely immune to the effect of caffeine? You know, I would think so. Because she drinks it at nighttime all the time. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. I feel like anyone who drinks that much coffee eventually does become, you know, not immune. Is that the right word? Or Uh, even like dependent. Like, is it just that she needs a baseline amount of coffee to be functional such that the caffeine has no extra effect on top of functionality? Yeah, because I don't feel like she ever mentions that she drinks it for the caffeine. She just, like, well, except for in the morning she needs it. I don't know. Uh Interesting. Yeah. So I love how the energy of the podcast absolutely tanked as soon as we asked a serious observational question. Like, I feel (laughs) like it was really nice to watch the little, like, you know, heart monitor be like, oh, flatline, probably dead. (laughs) Um, So... Moving right along. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, okay. We're in a further development of Lorelai and Max's relationship. And we're actually kind of at the midway point. Because, spoiler alert, we're 10 episodes from, uh, you know, a very big event. Yeah. Um, the name of that episode, the very big event happens, is Love and what? Intrubadors? Daisies. Right. Le- Wait, no. Is it yes. Love and Daisies and Troubadours? I remember the name. Okay. I it. looked at it just today because I was checking and I know I wrote it in my notes. But... Oh, <laughs> my Google Drive is like, you can't type nothing. <laughs> I hate when Joke's it. on you. Also, I've written love 19 times in the document that has my podcast notes, which tells you how I feel about Gilmore. I'm going to search for Troubadours instead. Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. All right. Okay. So, yeah, we are 11 episodes into season one. We are 10 episodes away from Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. So we're kind of at the halfway point of Lorelai and Max's relationship. We're also kind of at the end of Lorelai and Max's relationship in a certain sense. Um, Very true. How are you guys feeling about, like, I mean, the whole crux of this episode, right, is the, like, how does this negatively affect Rory slash does it? Um, It does when Paris is uh, is an external actor in the situation. Oh, boy. But, like, Watching this episode, I was excited about it because I was like, hee hee, I remember this one's like dramatic and Max Medina. But actually watching it, I was like, I am so much more uncomfortable than I remember being the last time I watched this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so do we want to unpack that a little bit? Okay. Mm. Well, I do want to make a note. My next note was my first note of discomfort when you're right as 18-year-old me or 17-year-old. How old was I first hour? 16-year-old me was like, oh, cute, funny love story. And then, again, when I'm taking notes, when really quickly at the end of this, like, Lorelai eating dinner at Max's place scene, when they, like, she quickly goes into a role play as a student, I was like, this is the oh. most uncomfortable thing for me in the entire world. Because your daughter is the student. Like, that is, mm. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty uncomfortable role play no matter what. But, like, ooh, I was just, ooh, it was not I didn't enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was bad. (laughs) I did not like it either. I will say, um, I literally have a note that just says, this is a fragment. Underlining again, the uncomfortability of the situation. 
I really feel that fragment tonight. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. underlined again. I like you. And complete, again. Complete sentence be darned. Like this, that fragment is worth it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> One thing that is kind of funny is the, when Lorelai talks about, I always wish I could say, as Marcel Proust would say, but of course I have no idea what Marcel Proust would say. <laughs> I basically had that exact experience. The director of graduate studies at one of the places I applied for graduate school in French is an expert in Marcel Proust. And the only things I knew about Marcel Proust I had heard from Gilmore Girls. And so (laughs) I pretty much pulled out that exact line. Not actually, but the spirit was entirely there. Uh, Just like, so, okay, Uh, Marcel Proust, yeah, as he would say, and I definitely know we would, so please let me go to your school, maybe. Oh, Uh, please, I feel that. Yeah, please let me go to your school is like a lifelong, (laughs) it never goes away. (laughs) Um, Also, okay, this is like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a statement. I'm my (laughs) I could form it as a question if you would prefer um I think this is probably our least coherent episode so far (laughs) yeah don't you worry it is (laughs) 36 Um, minutes so like you know could it get worse probably not also does it help that I asked if we could do it an hour later no no it doesn't here we are but okay (laughs) here we are um squab how is the squab squab (laughs) did you guys not catch that in this episode no they're eating squab the first friday night dinner yes okay what is squab i don't know Uh, it's the best tiny weird bird i've ever eaten according (laughs) to laura good one Thank you. It's in Fantastic Mr. Fox. They talk about squab, but I thought it was made up. Here we go. It's a young, immature pigeon about four weeks old. <laughs> Olivia loves pigeons. She would oh. be so sad to know that they're eating <laughs> I forgot about this. Oh, my Pigeon gosh. Listen to her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Olivia, Even Olivia. I'm sorry about this. Pigeons that they killed for them. You guys, I think it would be really, really courageous of us to assume that she would have made it this many minutes in. Um, You don't listen to this. Of course not. (laughs) I recently found out that one of my colleagues in graduate school races pigeons. Races? Raises and races. (laughs) Teaches them to beat each other in a race. So, hey, it's running, right? The pigeons don't fly. You tie their, <laughs> you you tie their wings around them, right? You okay, put a rubber band what? around their torso so they can't move their wings. <laughs> and then you slap them in the butt to get them to run. That, is that it? I'm going to open a pigeon farm and I'm raising them to run. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining you being like, yeah, you raise like the, the running pigeons, right? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 
twice now, Leah has done rapid running motions on the screen. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. Honestly, yeah, you couldn't um like tie their wings down because they gotta pump their wings like we pump our arms, you know. <laughs> Do their wings even bend that way? Probably not. Can you imagine them like? <laughs> I love the distinctively uh, visual element that this section of the podcast is taken. Perfect for our wide listenership. So sorry, one to four listeners. Honestly, <laughs> we've decreased to one to four. Honestly. We have. We're so uncomfortable with this episode of Gilmore Girls that we're like, let's talk about pigeons running. <laughs> because anything would be better. Okay, here's cool. a quote that I love um, from the dinner scene with the pigeons. Um, so we have some classic Emily where she is like, Lorelai makes this whole point about her having that specific smile, like that she has something on Lorelai. Yes. And it turns out to be the Chilton newsletter. Who would yeah. have thought? Um, those poor owls. I love this. Those poor owls, indeed. I love this quote because she's like, she says something about like, I was just bringing up a subject for conversation. And she goes, I'll try another subject. The color blue is very pleasant, isn't it? <laughs> and then, like, she and Lorelai keep going. Like, Lorelai is, like, getting back on the topic of the newsletter and the parents' day, which becomes a big topic in the episode. But then sweet Rory, trying to, like, calm the tension, says, I'd like to weigh in on the blue color subject, yeah. please. <laughs> uh, so cute. It's very good. That Rory, like tries to get everyone back on like a normal decent civil topic at Friday night dinner but like the fact that like Emily knows where she's going so she chooses such a ridiculous color blue topic you're like this is well done I was like also Emily you snake in the grass for setting that up but whatever (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) Lorelai um I also loved you have to work I as you have insinuated have no life I I keep insinuating have no life. (laughs) That one really got me. It got me real good. Um, It's it's like she's like, you know what? I'll go. As if she like just came up with it. You're like, you know what? I'll go. (laughs) That's very Emily. Um. So continuing to skip over scenes with Max Medina in them. Um. (laughs) Although actually, okay, we're gonna get this. I feel like the worst. Well. I was about to say, I feel like the worst of the uncomfortable parts of this episode has already happened. False. Um, nope. nope. <laughs> however, um, I will say I was extremely entertained by the editing of Rory and Lorelai fighting inside of the house about who's going to answer the door when and why. And Max just on the porch like, hey, Yes. Kidding. That was really great. I liked it a lot. It was. It was. Very, very Gilmore. And also... I really appreciated Norman. I look like a Norman to you. <laughs> yes. Well, then, also, she was like, oh, I was watching Psycho earlier. I was like, I guess that makes sense. But also, like, what a horrible name choice. <laughs> it's so funny. I just, that whole situation where he's like, let's come up with non-tilted names for each other. I've always been like, is this your best idea, Max? Yeah. Is this really the way to go? He's yeah. like, I'll call you Rebecca. I'm like, I'm working back ever again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Ooh. Yeah, I can see how it's trying to be like, 
let's have different boundaries depending on the situation. But it's also like Rebecca and Norman. Mm-mm. Really? And it's like, hmm, should Rory's mom be dating Rory's teacher? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Do we love Max and Lorelai? Yes. <laughs> I think we can probably say that. However, it oh, provides some difficult scenarios yeah. for sweet Rory. Oh, yeah. You know what's oh. not difficult, though? Oh, Mr. King, did you have something? No, I was just like, I was like agreeing. Like, there's like, there's like, mm, yeah, like those kind of comments. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be uncomfortable about. But you know what <laughs> never makes me uncomfortable? What? A zucchini tush. I knew it. Yes! <laughs> I knew that. Oh, was awesome. <laughs> I googled zucchini tush because I thought it was a vegetable I'd never heard of. Wait, are you kidding me? It's a I'm not kidding that you. He invented. Yeah. Well, after that, Rory says Jackson invented a new vegetable again. Like, did the bowling thing not take off or something like that? Oh, that's right. And so I was Good like, Jackson. He literally invented it. Like, this is another rasquat. I had no oh, yes. idea. Yes. I just, this whole time, I was like, a zucchini tush. That's, I mean, I, I only eat some vegetables. I don't eat zucchini tush. Okay. How am I to know? To jump ahead slightly, Jackson is offering these zucchini tushes as a replacement for the squash blossoms yes. that Suki cooks, like they're her stuffed fried squash blossoms. Yes. But, like, when he, later in the episode, when he actually brings her the squash blossoms and like gives in and he's like he makes this so such funny comment i think i wrote it down yeah he said hurrah mediocrity wins again um we'll get to that scene later but like it's just interesting to me i was like this is like a literal like flower like a squash blossom i was like how can that i trust suki i'm sure she stuffed it with good stuff and fried it up real nice but I just don't know how that would taste. And how do you fry a blossom? Like uh-huh. the structural integrity right. of the blossom is not such that it can withstand frying yeah. in my understanding of physics. Yeah, Don't it just worry. makes me so... <gasps> I, just, I just sent you on all recipes, um, fried, <laughs> fried some squash blossom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can oh, we cook yeah. them? Okay. The next time we're all together, we're, we're going gonna... to... October. Give it our best, okay? October. You guys can, we can get some squash blossoms. I mean, that's a very autumnal thing, isn't it? Squash, pumpkins. Yes, yes. This happens in the fall, this episode. It does. The fall. Oh, man. Uh, Fall and Star's Hollow is so fun. La, la, la. La, 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 la. That's how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so continuing to move around things that involve Max Medina in any way. Um, really didn't think through this episode being a very bad one to do a podcast about, but here we are. Um, man, I will say I really, as painful as it is to watch Lorelai lash out at Suki because Mm -hmm. Lorelai feels defensive about Suki recognizing that Lorelai is afraid of being hurt and she's using Rory as a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the best friend banter and tone of that interaction. Me too. Um, before Lorelai says the really mean thing to Suki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which also is a generative mean thing because it means at the end of this episode that Suki asks Jackson out. Exactly. So. exactly. I know. Fair enough. Yeah. This um, scene where she like 
says that comment to Suki is so sad, but I'm like, hey, if it led to Suki asking Jackson out, mm-hmm. I mean... Can't be too mad. I know. And I'm a big fan that Lorelai at least notices it immediately. Yes. So, and I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you can know how, like, you get caught up in your discussion. You're like, oh, my gosh. So that was, yeah. was really well done. That tone, as you said, I was like, oh, well delivered. Like, great job, Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I love that it has an unofficial name. It's the Cha-Cha Talk. This has happened several times. <laughs> yes. And I love how good a friend Suki is. To, like, confront Lorelai about it every time. Like, from this conversation, it's clear, like you said, that it's happened several times. But she's like, nope, going to bring it up again. Like, I'm the type of person to avoid confrontation. And so, but, like, Suki, to say, like, this will be a hard conversation, but also Lorelai kind of needs to hear this because she's not being smart right now or seeing things exactly clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a good friend to do that. Yeah. She's the best. She is. Oh, she is. Wow. Um, I'm going to saute. Wait. Sashay? That saute? was a gallicism. Saute. I'm going to leap over, not saute. Um, you know, too much flangray too late at night. Um, I'm going to jump right on over some more Max Medina to get to... Ah, oh, okay. Well, we're jumping into a sad little puddle. Um, is this the only time we ever, ever see Paris's mom in this episode? Yes. I think it might be. Well, yes. Is this? A- I didn't even remember that she was ever on the show. Mm-hmm. Wait. It's really sad. She just what? comes, she's at Paris's locker and she's yeah. like, you why aren't you using your you. yeah. skin medicine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a really bad job. <laughs> for like the scene why aren't you using your skin medicine <laughs> oh what's yeah. it called ointment she said like cleanser it. okay right. there we go i'll use that cleanser i bought you dr yadi 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 just prescribed it for a reason Manuel sweep didn't prescribe <laughs> this cleanser for if you Mel not to use it Manuel sweep says you have to cleanse your face <laughs> Oh. Um, Honestly, yeah. I like feel so bad for Paris throughout this episode because like honestly, probably up to this point in the series, there's not much reason to feel bad for her. You're just like, Paris, you're the worst. But maybe that episode, she had to she had to go to the dance with her cousin. Oh yeah, that was pretty sad. Yeah. I felt bad for her. Oh yeah. In that scenario. That's true. But then this one especially, like Even when it gets to the point, so, like, you have the context at the beginning of the episode of, like, Madeline and Louise mentioning the divorce when they're Mm -hmm. out of class and in the hallway, and Rory overhears that, and they say that it's, like, in the newspapers, and everybody's talking about it, but then you come to this scene, parents' day, and her mom is there, but she's like, I'm not staying, like, I'm not going to stay with all these people who are just going to gossip about me, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving, and Paris is like, just stay for one class, like, it's so sad. She just, like, wants things to be normal and wants her mom to be there. Um, But then, especially when you get to the point, jumping ahead, when Lorelai and Max make the not-great decision of kissing at the school. Um, Bad. Mm. Just, we'll get to that in a second. But um, then... 
Harris is immediately like, okay, if I tell everybody this, like, they're talking about something else and they're not talking about me and my parents. Um, And so it's like you kind of see the motivation where she's coming from. And it's so sad that she, like, does that to Rory. But it's like, oh, Paris, I feel so sorry for the situation that you're in and the fact that everybody's talking about you and that she feels kind of isolated and lonely. So sad. It is sad. And it does lead us to one of my favorite, like, Rory Paris moments ever. At the end of this episode, it's so lovely Mm -hmm. for all the horrors of this episode. (laughs) And they are many. Um, there's some really sweet moments with Jackson and Suki and with yeah. Lorelai and Suki and also with Rory and Paris with the like, well, if you ever need to talk about it, mm-hmm. I won't. I'm yes, here. I love that exchange. Mm-hmm. So One of the good. ones I wrote down, she goes, hey, we are not friends. <laughs> I was aware. <laughs> I love that they're just able to come to the like understanding that like, okay, we're not friends. You might not come and talk to me. You probably won't. I'm not holding my breath. You don't have to, but like, I'm here. Yeah. Just and in she's case. like, okay. It's sweet. Which is really big of Rory to, I mean, yeah. Assimilating her and her mom. Like, I'm like, wow, you've got a really big heart, I feel like, at least in this situation. Yeah. And it's also sweet that you can tell how immediately receptive Paris is. Like, they both. Okay. What is that object? <laughs> <laughs> On our table, it's one of those spray bottle sets. Oh, who's going to Dollywood? Fan. So, yeah, with the LED lights on it. Yeah. With LED lights. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so just found that right here. I'll put it right <laughs> Man. Discovering all kinds of goodies. Wow. What a what a journey we've been on, truly. <laughs> um okay. A few oh Related to that, I did just write a bullet point that says that scene where Paris walks through the lunchroom at Chilton is art. (laughs) It's so well done. Yes. I was like, as much as I hate what she just did, I was like, that's pretty good, guys. Well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. Um, I also loved, okay, the one thing Max Medina does in this episode that I genuinely appreciate. um, During teacher day, Teacher time, school, class is happening. Teachers are there. Parents are there. There we go. Parent day. It is 10.01 p.m. And I have been reading in French for so many hours of this day. And my brain is oatmeal so bad. Um, (laughs) Oatmeal so bad. (laughs) Not so good. Not brown sugar cinnamon. There are no walnuts. There are no pecans. My brain is like... You put the oatmeal in the microwave, but you forgot to add the water. Mm. Like, oatmeal so bad. So bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Leah, our official scribe. I wish I had the rest of it, man. That was oh, oh, man. Well, you know, when we go in to type the transcript for this episode, as we do for every episode, uh, to post yeah. on our Patreon, uh, where you can support us starting at $2 a month. Um, <laughs> oh. Then... <laughs> Then we can get the joke again. Uh, what was I even going to say? Okay, this is so not worth it for the huge oatmeal detour that just occurred. <laughs> but I loved the part where Max said, 
papers on Whitman are due tomorrow. Those of you who are just starting tonight, I'll be able to tell. <laughs> because that is true. So true. That is extremely true. And I also <laughs> loved in um, the room, some might call it a classroom. <laughs> I was like... Um, I loved when the people were on the screen so there was a show I think a camera was involved oh man we cannot ever record at this time ever again (laughs) what a mistake we have made and by we I mean me Um, I love there's an acrostic poster about sonnets it says like Keats um 14 lines italian dante like i just love the acrostic about sonnets it made me really happy um there are a lot more parts of gilmore girls that i enjoy more now having done a degree in english than i did even as a little englishy high schooler watching the show the first time through like marcel proust um wow okay few this is about to be really dire straits if there were only two people who could speak on the podcast and one of them was me. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was me. <laughs> As I rapidly deteriorate into <laughs> stew. <laughs> and from oatmeal to stew. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, is there anything else that doesn't make me want to die inside to talk about? Oh my um, <laughs> A mistake? A mistake? Is that what you call it? A mistake? Well, I tried to call it out, but it would only answer to mistake. Sweet Lorelai. I think you see so much in that scene how she's like, humor, humor, joke, joke, avoid. She's like, I'm not talking about this. Like, there are so many times where Lorelai is like, just funny to be funny, you know? And it, like, it is, like, so, it just rolls off her tongue. Like, I feel like it's an instinct for her. But it stood out to me a lot in that scene that she's, like, I am not, like, we cannot do this. Like, even emotionally. Because by the end, she starts saying, like, Max is this great guy. And she gets really emotional. And so she was, like, pushing off the feelings and the conversation. She was, like, nah, we're not going to do it. The absolute worst person, like, the last person she would want to talk about with, of course, is It's like, oh, what a horrible situation to be in. So Mm -hmm. that's why that, that's why the humor, you're so right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say that this episode, in terms of, like, character development, is really eye-opening when it comes to some of, like, Lorelai's less emotionally developed tendencies. Um, We all have them. Uh, She's a fictional character who we can, you know, observe many times in a row. So we pick them out maybe more easily. But, um, yeah, like, I, there were so many times, (laughs) maybe another reason why this episode of the podcast was an interesting one is because all the observations I had were immediately stated by other characters directly after I had them. So I'd be like, oh, wow, Lorelai's talking about how she doesn't want Rory to be hurt, but that's because she doesn't want to be hurt. And then Max would be like, you say (laughs) you don't want Rory to be hurt, but it's because you don't want to be hurt. And I was like, dang it. Like, he took I'm, my idea. Yeah, I'm so smart. Okay. <laughs> like, all right, Sherman Palladinos. I don't know whether to feel a vi- vindicated or offended. <laughs> but, oh man. Okay. One last silly note and one last serious note from me. And I definitely want to hear if you guys have a serious and or a silly 
to wrap up this near hour. Hey, have you been running this whole time? Congratulations. <laughs> I hope you don't have shin splints. Um, <laughs> okay, so my, should I start with the serious or the silly? How about silly serious? Okay. Okay. Good. My silly is why in the heck is Max at a coffee shop drinking out of a tin camping mug? Mm. He's in a fancy coffee shop drinking out of, like, a camping mug. But it's what he was given. I know. What's the fancy coffee shop in Hartford uh doing with tin camping mugs? Maybe it's called Into the Woods, you know? And that's the theme, at least with their mugs. And they had one sign that says, the mountains are calling and I must go. You know, like, that's their theme. Not all who wander are lost. (laughs) Oh my god! If I see one more Jeep tire cover that says that, I'm gonna flip over a table. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be camping, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I don't need okay. therapy. I have so, hiking. <laughs> we got a new stop. idea. We'll open a an outdoors themed coffee shop. Shop. That's All right. drinks are served in tin mugs. That's right. I love it. Um, does anyone else have a silly before we move to a serious? Uh, I didn't have many sillies for this one. This one was kind of a trademark. It this had, a- yeah, a lot of had a lot more serious. I am really. Oh, we've already said it, but like, I'm really glad that we do get to see the Jackson Suki. I mean, like, it just helps redeem a little bit of like, man, I love it. So, yeah. oh, well, okay, this isn't a silly, but you've kind of already mentioned it, so I'm going to keep going. But like. Yes, feel sorry for Paris, but I'm like, man, Paris, if you want to ever get off your back, don't do it that way. Think about how you hurt Max, too. Like, Oh, yeah. man. Homeboy uh, suspended. I mean, literally, like, he could very have, very easily have lost his job. Like, yeah. that, that shouldn't be just a suspension, in my opinion. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he even and, like, says in their the conversation, exactly. he's like, yeah, he says, I should have lost my job. Like, exactly. that was totally unprofessional. Like, I... I never should have done that. It's like, yikes. Yeah, this is a real yikes of an episode, huh? It is. Well, I have a serious that's nice. Oh. It is, I really, really like you, Max Medina. I really, really like you, or I go more. Which I would say, every, literally every time I heard that, that is super sweet. Like, oh, wow. Like, I was like, I almost feel like it foreshadows her lack of ability to say that she loves him, too. Hmm. Which comes up in the second episode. Uh, second season. But um, I actually, like, kind of noticed that pretty quickly. I was like, oh. Like, you are saying I really, really like you. But mm. it was endearing in the way that it was delivered. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I do, I feel like we got to see a bit more of an emotional range and acting range. Because mm. mm-hmm. um, so, Max like, can be pretty serious and stoic. So we got to see some here and there as well. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Riley Grace texted or typed out in our Zoom chat. My rats are wrestling in a small box. <laughs> That's what's did happening. You, did you put them in a special box to wrestle? No. In? Okay. That sounds really illegal. 
I was gonna say, I was like, Leah's gonna be yeah. teaching pigeons how to run, and I'll put rats in small boxes to wrestle. We're gonna make so much money. Tag yourself. Are you team pigeon racing or team rat wrestling? <laughs> you or, best be team pigeon. Should racing. I say what was? What was? Pigeon racing. Yes. <laughs> Squab wasting. Squab wasting. Squab wasting. And what was? Wow. Tune in next time or don't. To- <laughs> Super cool party people. Wow. <laughs> There's a musical called Women on the Edge of a Nervous Breakdown, and I feel like I'm on the edge of something right now. Um, <laughs> it's just something. A really good night's sleep. <laughs> we love it. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. Much love to you both. Yeah. Much love to the four to six people. Uh, however, many of them are not the two of you or the one of me. Um. Mm-hmm. Love to my rats, even though they're squabbling. Love to my love to my squabs, <laughs> even though they're wrestling. <laughs> squabs <laughs> will exist also in the future. Also, love to there was to. All right, take care, everybody. <laughs> oh.